So let's talk about the games quick. Um, the first game, Chris Paddock didn't pitch well. His, his final regular season start, I wrote about it for the newsletter. Um, check it out if you subscribe. He threw a lot more cutters today, uh, 10 cutters, according to Brooks Baseball, and nine, according to Baseball Savant. But uh, either way, that was a career high, like double his previous career high. And the results weren't good. He gave up three hits on him, including the home run to Yastrzemski. And then overall, just didn't pitch well, gave up three home runs total. Um, a lot of the same issues that, that that we've talked about all year with the fastball not being as effective, the command not being as good, and then with the cutter, um, that just wasn't good today, and he, and he featured it more more frequently than he has in the past. And, and my sort of a solution with Paddock right now, since the Padres are going to probably need some, some innings out of Paddock in the postseason, probably as a starter, the way it's looking, um, would be to just drop the the cutter. I don't really understand why they've stayed with the cutter all season. Um, we've already talked about how it's perhaps taken away from his fastball. And I think if you just completely drop that pitch from his rep- repertoire, maybe he would be able to get something back on that fastball or at least just be able to focus on fastball changeup, fastball changeup and, and command. And, and, not, and if he mixes in the curveball, that's fine. He threw a couple of decent ones to tonight, but that hasn't been a really a go-to pitch for him either. So that would be my solution. You, you've got to fix it quick now, and you don't have time to to tinker much or to keep doing what he's doing because it's in general it, it's not really working. Um, so I just don't understand why the cutter is still in there. Really, I would just I would just not throw that pitch. It, it doesn't seem worth it to me. He's only thrown like thirty or forty of them all season, but he's still thrown enough each game where he has to you know focus on throwing that pitch a few times. You know, once an inning or twice an inning or whatever, and. Uh, it just it hasn't worked altogether, so that would be one thing to do to to maybe sort of jumpstart him going into the postseason. The second game they win it on the Grisham walk off home run in San Francisco, uh, a really fun moment, uh, a really weird moment, and makes it a little more difficult on the Giants in these last couple of games. We talk about momentum with teams a lot and how it doesn't really matter in baseball, and obviously the Padres hadn't been playing well at all going into this series and you know through tonight really looked like they were going to lose both games um do i think it matters that much no but it, it's it's still a positive morale boost especially after the thing that we're going to talk about next in in a, a different sense to get the offense going maybe more important but we'll, we'll get to that too um so the real story of the day is then the fourth inning of the second game denelson lamette left the start it didn't look good. You know, the the thing that worried me right from the start was how dejected Lamette looked. And sometimes you can leave a game and it's not so big of a deal. You know, maybe there's a little tightness in the in the hamstring or something like that or um, a blister, which can be a pain, but but something more minor where it's just like precautionary. But Lamette seemed uh, his demeanor was was so down and, you know, the body language. And I just felt bad watching it because, you know, he'd already been through uh, a Tommy John in the past and that he'd work back to basically the height of, of pitching. You know, he's in the, the NL uh, Cy Young conversation this year and he's a legitimate candidate. I, I mean, he probably won't win because there are a couple guys who have a little bit better numbers and a little bit better, you know, more of a track record in Bauer and uh, particularly DeGrom, who I think should win. But. Um, he's right there, a legit candidate, and I think one of the top, really, ten pitchers in baseball, maybe right now. I mean, I, I know there's some some question about his, you know, two pitch mix and stuff like that, but he's he's shown to be, um, he's shown that he can he can make that work and and not even just make it work and, and kind of get by, but to excel 
uh, with just the two pitches and the variation on the slider, but the the velocity with the fastball and, and being able to use the slider so much. Um, he's had a great season. So to see him go off like that and probably question whether he's going to come back or when he's going to come back and not to, not to know is really tough. Uh, we got the word from, from AC, and, and I'm not sure if other news has come in because I'm just recording this after the game. That it's a that it's an elbow issue, so that's not uh, encouraging. Um, you don't know the severity, like with Clevenger, it, it doesn't sound uh, super severe with with rust and stuff. That it sounds like he might come back. I, hopefully, they don't rush him back. Um, I guess it could be something like that with Lamet. You worry about some type of tear in the, in the UCL. I'm sure they'll do the MRI, and 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 the the hope is that it comes back as sort of very minor wear and tear. Most UCLs have have some. Um, small like tears and they're, they're not perfect. Um, so you just don't know how it's going to come back. You, you hope that he doesn't need Tommy John obviously, and that it's something also that it's not so bad where it's like in that in between area, you hope that it's, it's something that can be, uh, sort of healed with rest. And, and I mentioned on Twitter that if, if you could trade this postseason and, and not have him pitch at all, but have him come back healthy in 2021, I, I would take that trade off. Um, you, you just don't want to miss him for, for long-term both for, from his perspective of kind of putting into question, uh, his career, you know, future and, and, and just how fun he's been to watch. And, and like I said, how much he's had to work to come back and to, to get to where he's gotten and then to have to go out for another year, year and a half, uh, is, is really hard. And the, the rehab's hard. And I think it's just hard to, not question, you know, to question your arm and, and it would kind of bring into question whether he can, he can make it work with, with what he's doing with, which is throwing about as hard as any other starter, 97, 98, 99 miles an hour and throwing more sliders than any other starter, I believe, uh, you know, like 53% sliders. We haven't really seen many starting pitchers ever even try to do, to do that, to do what he's doing. And there's always been some risk with both velocity and, and high slider usage in terms of Tommy John and stuff like that. So if you had another one, I think you would probably have to wonder if he would have to change his approach a little bit and, and find another pitch and throw f- fewer sliders and maybe even kind of try to amp it down a little bit and work in a, a slightly lower velocity range. It's, it's hard to do that. I'm not sure if that would be the answer, but once you have a second Tommy John, and, and again, I don't even mean to talk about this because maybe he won't, but it's just, it's kind of the elephant in the room anyways. So, I mean, if you have a second one, it's, it's sort of more severe and, and I think damaging than, than the first. Um, but the other thing is how does this affect the Padres? So I think, you know, the obvious answer is that it, that it hurts a lot going into the postseason. I mean, if this happens early in the season, or if you're looking at it, how does it affect next season? Well, there's time to prepare for that, right? It's like it's like if you if you blow the lead in the second inning of the game or the eighth inning of the game or the ninth inning, um, it's a lot easier to come back from the second inning because you have time. And in the in the eighth or ninth, it hits you it hits you suddenly, and there's there's no real time to come back. So with an injury this late in the season, there's really no other options. You can't add players outside the organization. Um, I'm not sure on the rule on Mackenzie Gore and whether they could call him up. It sounds like there is like a loophole where they could, because of injury, um, where they could call him up. And, and I don't know if they would even consider that he, they, I was surprised that he didn't come up for the regular season on the 15th, which is the date that players had to be added to the 40 man to be technically eligible for the, for the postseason. I thought the Padres would just bring him up and, and kind of 
just showcase him for a couple of starts and, and see how it went. Um, they didn't. We've heard all all season that he hasn't been pitching well at, at USD. So I don't know if they would even consider that in, in kind of if he's really not right. Maybe it has bad you know, repercussions on 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 him if he, if he doesn't pitch well in the postseason game. And to, to throw him out there in the postseason – would be a lot to ask, but he's also a, a very talented pitcher and they're sort of desperate. And at some point it's just, they, what do you have to lose? They, they could consider trying that, but just in general, there's not a lot they can do um, at this point. Like they, they don't even have, you know, Garrett Richards um, kind of built up as a starter. They don't have Adrian Morahone built up to go longer distances. He's only thrown like 41 pitches max all year. Um, Luis Patino, another guy who hasn't been particularly good, but also is not, ramped up to start long term so right now they have Davies and, and Paddock and uh we know the questions with Paddock that we that we touched on he's not a reliable option right now Davies is is reliable but he's not who you want as your as your number one starter he's much better as a number two or number three or uh, even number four starter in a, in, a, in a perfect world but he's been great this season I think you you have you have confidence when he goes out there but it's only one start right so You've got to you've got to patch together the other two or the other three or four in a, in a longer series, and now it it becomes much more difficult if Clevenger and Lamette are both out. I think that you know they can still win the first round because it's three games and whoever they play. I mean, it's it's not you know the Cardinals aren't great. Um, the Reds have really good pitching, not great offense, so you kind of have to outslug them or or find a way to outpitch them. Um, I guess that's, that's what you have to do in any, in any game, but I mean, they're beatable. They're tough too. They're dangerous. And the other team is the Marlins. I mean, I think they can beat the Marlins. The, the Marlins are, are, are decent, but you know, Sixto Sanchez has, has been struggling with his last few starts. They have young starting pitching. Um, I think the Padres could kind of just overwhelm them with, with, with overall talent, but um, you get to the second round and it's probably going to be the Dodgers. And at that point, I, I think, you know, it'd be tough because the, I think the Padres had narrowed the gap with the Dodgers like a, a couple of weeks ago. I, I wrote about it and, you know, that series that they played, uh, even when they end up splitting the four game series. Um, but they were like on even they were on even terms with the Dodgers were very close, you know, and, and in a short five game series, I didn't think there was was much difference um, in any facets of, on the offense, uh, in the starting pitching with with Clevenger and Lamette. And in the bullpen, where I think the Padres have an, an advantage, um, but now you take away at least Lamette, and, and it gets tougher. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how it affects the postseason. But it's 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 not good right now. Uh, I think the one thing that you saw tonight was the offense getting going, and uh, Grisham having some good games, hitting hitting the home run. Um, he hadn't homered in a while. It's probably since the since the Dodgers series, right? And uh, with the the big home run off Kershaw. And then Tatis really playing well uh, all all game today had a lot of uh, high exit velocities had the huge home run, so I think he's really settling in. the 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 thing about his slump is that it, it, he wasn't like it was it wasn't like he was striking out a lot. It was just a lot of kind of weaker contact, and and he did look lost at, at times. I, I thought it was a combination of him pressing and then maybe uh, either fatigue or or an injury from that ball that hit him on the arm uh, against the Rockies a while back. At this point, maybe maybe it wasn't that, or maybe that's sort of healed up, and, and he's just kind of getting back into a groove. And I think that's really important because Machado's swinging the bat really well, 
if you have Grisham kind of turning it around late, um, Profar has been swinging the bat really well. A uh, good article today in, in the newsletter written by Travis Barnett about about Jerks and Profar. You can check that out if you if you subscribe. But um, you know they had the offensive firepower to to score a lot of runs. So you look at it uh, in that in that sense, and, and now they have to they have to outslug teams in in the postseason, and especially in that first series. And I think if you, if you can win that, you you know you kind of you get to that Dodgers series, and you're you're playing with house money a little bit. And I don't mean to to downplay that. I mean you want to beat the Dodgers. It, it, it's you don't want to go in thinking oh if we don't win it's it's okay, but just to get there is, is, is one thing. And, uh, and, you know, then you just play baseball and, you know, things happen, you know, the Dodgers were, I don't even know if they lost to the to angels or not tonight, but trout, I know trout had a home run off Kershaw. I think Upton did, um, you know, play, teams are beatable. Um, when you play with the, the uh, amount of talented players that the Padres have, now <laughs> I'm on Twitter so now it's it's back to Lamette has tightness in his biceps area. So this is like the reverse of Clevenger, where with Clevenger the report first was was on the bicep, and then it turned into the elbow sprain, strain, uh, whatever. And now Lamette was originally diagnosed with the elbow issue and now they're saying it's tightness in the biceps so i think the the encouraging thing from that is that maybe it really is the same thing that clevenger has um with the impingement which is not super serious i want to look into that more but um i guess we'll call this a positive i'm sorry to be looking through things as as i'm as i'm podcasting here but these are just a bonus <laughs> if you want to consider it that to, to the writing that I do and uh, just kind of talking through things a little bit cathartic tonight. So we'll end up uh, on there, I guess. Good news, I think. I'm, scroll- I'm scrolling through. Mutt's foot slipped. More adrenaline than usual. I don't know why he would have more. Oh, perhaps that caused more adrenaline. Well, we've got some good news. Um, Well, wait, what? Oh, we got fake AC accounts. Come on now. <laughs> this is what happens when you when you're trying to record a podcast and and, and uh, read through Twitter. So, I think this all sounds pretty good. I don't even know if I can release this podcast now. This is great. Walk off home run. Lamette might be okay. Davies will start tomorrow. Grisham's getting going. Tatis is getting going. The playoffs start Wednesday. We'll be back soon with more coverage, more writing, more podcasts. See you then.